This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You're listening to Hog Reaction. Brought to you by The Party Place. Touchdown, Arkansas! Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. Is that the first time Sam Pittman has embarrassed Arkansas? I don't know if we're going to go the embarrassment route, but it is the I first am. non-conference loss, and it's a bad loss. Uh, that there's only one way to uh, only one way to frame it. It was a bad loss, absolutely. Proud damn state, huh? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Twenty-one to nineteen, Liberty over Arkansas. That's what happened today on homecoming at Razorback Stadium. I did not think I would have to look up the last time Arkansas didn't score a touchdown in a um, non-con game at home, but I did look it up. It was a Citadel. It was in play for a while, and then Arkansas got some touchdowns on the board late, but did not win the ball game. And I am not going to say anything about the defense. Here's what happened there. Liberty didn't score in the second half. Nope. They had very few yards in the second half. But this offensive line to a man embarrassed all of us today. They got they got worked by guys smaller, slower, and not as good as them. They got worked. And these are juniors and seniors. These aren't kids out there. These are men. They've played, played 40, 50, 60 games together, whatever it is. They got their pants pulled down by Liberty University. Fall well you today. That's what happened. To a man across the front, all of them. KJ is not going to be as heavily criticized by me either because I think he's hurt. I think that's why he didn't look uh, sharp today. I think he is more banged up than they are telling us. You know, God forbid. I mean, we and, and there's no way to verify anything with Razorback football because nobody in the media goes to any consequential snaps of practice. So we don't know if what they farted around all week or if they actually worked hard. Nobody knows. It certainly didn't look like they uh, prepared very well for this game because the first half was, their words, not mine, some of the worst football that's ever been played under this administration here. Terrible. They, I was, I was listening to the pregame, and Pittman was talking with Chuck about the way that Liberty slants and stunts 
and they were aware of it. And Sam had said, you know, that's something that they worked on. That's how they got where they got out schemed. I mean, they right. were shooting gaps. They right. were looping around with linebackers. They were spying KJ, and for whatever reason, KJ just was not looking off the spy. So he was constantly in passing lanes, and especially in the first half. You're getting balls batted down, things that normally don't happen. They got out schemed, and then the frustration set in. I mean, there you should not have negative 16 yards rushing against a team like Liberty. You should be able to line up and just sort of gap scheme this thing and just push people around. They got out schemed a little bit. My concern was... There, there was very little adjustment in the in the in, in the first half to that. Now they they ran for 203 yards. If you look at the box score, you're gonna look and go, okay, KJ threw for 424. They ran for 203. They're about at what their average is, but a lot of it came late. They were real bad on third downs. They got lucky on a couple of fourth downs to get themselves back into the game. Had a chance to tie the ball game up with a two point conversion. But yeah, I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying. They they got worked in the first half pretty good. They got shut down. That that first half was very reminiscent of Rice last year, where there just weren't a whole lot of answers. And I fully expected at halftime for them to come out, sort of settle down and and move the ball. They got that stop. They drive down the field. KJ throws the interception, and you're just like, oh man, this this may not be their day. And it uh, ultimately turned out that it wasn't. So we got phones and texts and. Twitter, we got everything open here because this is about you. I'm not going to play any player or coach sound tonight. You don't; des- they don't deserve to be heard. You do, the fans, because this is unacceptable. This is not what anyone signed up for with a new era in Razorback football, losing to freaking Liberty on homecoming. So we're not going to play any sound from anybody from Arkansas today. Screw them. We want to hear from you, by God, 866-285-285. 4005. This is about you reacting to whatever that was out there on that field for the better part of three hours, or the worst part of three hours, I guess, uh, earlier today. 866-285-4005. I don't want to hear any explanation for them. They don't don't have an explanation that's good enough for you or me or anybody. So we're not going to hear from them tonight. We're going to hear from you. 866-285-4005. That's how you can get in here on Hog Reaction, presented by The Party Place here on ESPN Arkansas and on hitthatline.com. 21-19, the final score. Arkansas did run it for 144, as Zach alluded to. They threw, KJ threw it for 284. I'm not here to really rip on KJ, though. Um, I think he's hurt. I, 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 they, I mean, they have been Shady McShaderson with us all year with him. And, in fact, there were rumors going down on the internet before the game he wasn't going to play today. So, something's up. Something is afoot there. He looked there. off. Yep. And, and, something's wrong with him. You know, I know the flu's going around. He looked, you know, Sam said that, uh, you know, the, that, that he was he was banged up during the week. Jaden uh, Hazelwood said afterwards they weren't sure if he was going to play. That's, you know, that's something. Yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't come down to that, honestly. It shouldn't come down to... Um, you know, everybody should lift up their teammate in a situation like that. We didn't see a lot of that. The receiving core is is uh, in, is a mystery to me. It seems like they'll have one good play and then two bad ones across the board. I mean, Trey Knox would have had two touchdowns, but then he had an interception go through his hands and was picked in the end zone. So, and it was like that all the time. You know, Hazelwood would make a catch and then he'd, uh, you know, drop one. I mean, it just, they can't get any flow going there. And, listen, all we have are theories. You know, I, I don't believe anything they tell me over there. So, all we have are theories as to what's going on 
KJ health wise? Did he practice at all this week? Any of any consequence? Is that why they things- didn't run? They didn't design run him very much. He didn't scramble very until much the until second the second half. half when things got dicey. So what I interpret that to mean, Zach, and maybe you disagree, is the whole plan was we can skate by without running our quarterback in this game. That's what they thought. I, I think, you know, the KJ moving around was probably the, the doomsday scenario, and yeah. they got into a situation where, you know what, you're in the doomsday scenario, and he just, I, I don't know, from from the first offensive play of the game, he just didn't look right. Right, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm going to default that it's a health thing with him. So, but I don't know, I mean, why'd the offensive line look like crap for all day? That's what I want to I think know. they were just getting beat, man. I think they just got out-schemed. And that that loop around was confusing KJ on a lot of those zone reads when, you know, I mean, you don't expect when you run the zone read, you expect the flow to go one way. You don't expect when you look up to see a linebacker standing there waiting for you. And I mean, your your rules say, I mean, you're forced to give the ball off at that point. And and they that offensive line did not look right. They were getting out schemed. They were getting beat into gaps. And, uh, and it showed, especially in the first half. All right. Well, this is for you tonight, so we're going to get to you right away now, and uh, we're going to start with uh, David. Hi, David. You're on Hog Reaction. Hey, guys. Yeah, I the question I kind of have is how hot is the seat for Bryles right now because he's not – he didn't adjust very much at all. You talked about the offensive line didn't play very good, but it seemed like Bryles kept going to the same running play that wasn't working when the, the offensive line was getting beat up. There was no adjustments for playing any play action. I know if, if KJ's sick or hurt, it makes it difficult to do that. He had two or three spurts where he did that, but it seems like a lot of the adjustment was we're just going to keep doing what we normally do on an offensive side that's not working at all. Well, um, I, today to that I'd say KB is not as good as his father calling plays. Uh, we've known that for the whole time. And uh, it's become more and more evident. I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't think he's going to be replaced. I could see him just leaving because he's just tired of all this. I could see that. Go somewhere where there's a little less pressure and, I, and call plays. I, just, I don't know. I, I just, I was, you know, Ty, I guess Ty was in the uh, the, the press conference and uh, Pittman was asked about, you know, was there ever a change considered? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bryles just told Pittman, KJ's our guy. So that tells me at least they believed he was healthy enough. KJ believed he was healthy enough. And right. look, if I'm going to, if I'm going to roll into the second half, KJ almost brought him back. Almost brought him back. They played really bad for two quarters, as bad as you can play. They looked lost at times against a team, you know, quite honestly, that you shouldn't look that lost against. No. And this uh, this two-point call, um, first of all, Brandon Marcello's got a video down the line, and I we Zach and I both looked at it. We blew it up on the computer screen. You still can't tell. No. Down the line. So even if – now, let's go inside baseball for a moment. Because this is the 3 o'clock SEC Network game, they only have like five cameras shooting the thing. So you don't have that camera cart going up and down the sideline, you know? If you'd have had the camera cart, that would have been set up at the goal line and we would have had a definitive view one way or the other of what happened there if it had been a a two-point conversion or not. Instead, you got an angle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It was sort of just behind the goal line, and Matt Landers was in the way. So it had whatever they went to replay, when they didn't have a good replay, it had to be a stance. There was no video evidence. And I know Pittman's got his arms in the air. Of course he does. But there was no video evidence to overturn that. It never should have come down to that. Ever. I agree. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no. you just shouldn't have been there. No, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. But because this was a buried time slot game on the SEC network, they, you don't get a full crew, and so you don't get that camera cart. And if there was the camera cart, you all know the thing I'm talking about with that basket that rolls up and down the sideline. If you'd have had that at this game, it would have been set up at the goal line, and we would have had a definitive replay. So the SEC with ESPN in this new contract, we either need to get all the games with the same level of production or, I mean, what are we talking about here? Because, listen, this game today today does not affect anybody's employment status, but what if this is year seven and a guy's kind of on the hot seat and he loses on a play like that and you don't have all the video you need? That You could cost somebody their job because you're too cheap to send a real, you know, 15, 12 camera production team to a SEC football game that you're paying, you know, a billion dollars to air the games. So they need to figure that out, I think. Somebody's going to get screwed by that, and today Arkansas sort of did. All right. Uh, Rick is on the phone now. Rick, you're on Hog Reaction. Maybe not. Jesse in Mountain Home. Jesse. Yeah, guys. I mean, y'all y'all said it. Uh, it shouldn't have ever come down to the, the two-point conversion at all. Um, not a coach. Never claimed to be a coach. To me, that offensive, the entire offense should have been benched in the, at, by the end of the first quarter. I mean, at least in your twos out there, they might try to play because the offensive line was not playing at all. And then KJ wouldn't play. But, I mean, he's a, he's a run quarterback, but he just hung out and hung out and hung out. And waited, and you know there was plays where linebackers are running right at him, and he didn't even move. You know, it's uh, yeah, I, I'm usually pretty positive when it comes to Razorback, and uh, you know things happen. This one was a little bit ridiculous. Uh, kudos to the defense, especially in the second half. They stepped up, they did their job, 
and there was a couple guys on a couple guys on the offense that halfway done decent, but yeah, just uh, pretty disappointed in that. Yeah. All right, Jesse, thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Bench this guy, fire this guy. These are all emotional reactions. Of course. You got to execute better. And, and that's what it comes down to is but, two weeks ago, these guys lit up BYU for 560 yards, almost 600 yards. Same group of people. They just didn't execute today. They did not adjust whatever Liberty was doing. Look, Liberty cannot beat that team physically. What they did was they out-schemed them. And yes. they didn't adjust to it. Why? We'll have to get answers on that. But they didn't physically beat them. Yeah, when the offensive line is getting worked schematically, you know, if if the offensive line coach is not capable of adjusting, why doesn't Sam Pittman butt in and go, "Listen, here's what's happening out there. You need to do this." I I was listen. I was. I, did you listen to the radio broadcast? And, and mm-hmm. Gino made a great point, and uh, and Quinn made a great point. Well, and they were on separate. They're on separate uh, disciplines. Number one, Gino was talking about how they were bringing more than Arkansas could block. So yes. there was always a man free. And then when you're getting penetration with a man free, now you got two guys in the backfield or three guys in the backfield, whatever it happens to be. And then Quinn brought up on the first touchdown pass that Liberty threw, they beat them on one of the most basic concepts in red zone offense, which is a smash a smash corner concept. Guy, you know, outside receiver runs short, inside receiver runs the corner, and the and it was it looked like Arkansas didn't had never seen it before. Yeah, I mean, this is a very very common concept. They looked lost on defense in the first half. They really were struggling it, it, on offense. It did not look like, um, the way the first half started, it did not look like the ones got very many reps at all this week during practice. And again, nobody knows because everybody is shut out of there. So they could do whatever they want in there, and they can they can cry, well, I mean, it worked in practice, and we got to believe them because nobody saw it independently. But, I mean, it didn't look like anybody's done much of anything there um, offensively. Uh, during during the, during the week, the way that the game started, made it, now defensively they got their crap together in the second half. And again, I don't have anything to say about the defense today or tonight. You know, twenty one points in the entire game, zero in the second half. They put the team in a position to win. The defense did. The offense didn't do anything about it. Is the uh, is the fundamental issue here with all of this? All right, let's uh, get another call here, and then we'll uh, hit a break here. Scott is in Moralton. Hi, Scott. What's up? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I was wondering, since the offense was real bad in the first half, I know everybody, we were all riding and dying with KJ, but why do you think maybe they didn't put Hornsby in just to give him a couple of series to see if you could get the offense going in the first half, do you think? So the way I interpret that, Scott, is um, like Zach talked about a moment ago. Pittman asked Kendall Bryles, and again, this could be Pittman throwing Kendall Bryles under the bus for all we know. But what he said in the press conference was he asked Kendall Bryles, should we make a change? And Kendall Bryles said, uh, KJ's our guy. So Pittman at least had the thought, at least according to his answer, which I don't know if it's truthful or not. He could be throwing his offensive coordinator under the bus. But the way it was presented to the press and presented to all of you was Pittman thought about it, but the OC said, no, he's our guy. And... I hope that's how it actually went down, because if the, if that is a fabrication, what he told to the press tonight, oh buddy, oh buddy, <laughs> I, I I don't think it's a fabrication. I, I'm sure that that if look if KJ if what Sam said was that he was banged up all week and they had that conversation and KJ said I'm good and Kendall Brown said you're good, you run with him. That's your one. You're not pulling him. You, and, and again, he let he almost led you to a comeback. It just took a little bit too long. 
You're listening to Hog Reaction. Brought to you by The Party Place. Touchdown, Arkansas! Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. All right, let's go right back to the phones. You're reacting to this. And uh, let's talk to uh, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. What's up? Jeff, you got to turn your radio down, man. Uh, well, I just a couple observations here. Hey. One, did it seem like KJ uh, uh, looking downfield? He uh, he missed three or four just wide open receivers that were just running open in the middle. And then two, uh, do we know what a screen pass is when uh, uh defense is attacking you like they were? A uh, screen pass would be a a play that would offset that. And I, I don't think we've run maybe two or three screen passes all year. I'll listen. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Good to hear from you. What about the screen game? Zach, do they have much of a screen game over there? Uh, yeah, they, they do. And and when you put a – I mean, he's right. When I've always been taught that if you can't block them, get away from them. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that whether it's rollouts, you know, screen game, something like that. I don't think they did a terrible job protecting him. I think KJ was confused by some of the looks that he got, so he's holding the ball longer. Again, if he's not right, if he's injured, if he's sick or anything, if if there's if he is off his game, guys, we've seen him look really, really good. Yeah. He did not look like the KJ Jefferson that we have seen. I said at halftime, it might be time for Malik Hornsby just to get in and change the pace of the game. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that. And, you know... At, KJ almost brought him back. He looked like the KJ of old at the end, and it was, it was, it was disappointing in the first half because they they were getting beat, and it took a minute to figure out why. But I'm sure the coaches knew why. They just had to figure out how to block that front, and they just never did. Yeah, I guess the 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 frustrating part because I've seen countless Razorback games, football and basketball, where they play like garbage for you know eighty percent of the game, and then they goof around at the end mm-hmm. and then win it. Um, I thought that was going to happen today, and it was going to change the entire complexion of this broadcast. But you know what? They didn't deserve to win today, so they didn't. You know, maybe it was it was the um, karma, the football gods, whatever it is, the universe that put Matt Landers in front of the uh, TV camera, so we couldn't see the ball at the end of the play because they didn't deserve to win. They didn't play well enough to win this football game today. And I, I the the thing I think people will want to know is like. Why did it take them so long to figure out what Liberty was doing when it was uh, they were doing yeah, well, basically the I mean, same give, thing give the whole Liberty game? Give Liberty some credit because they were. I mean, they came in with a plan, and, and Pittman talked about it in the pregame. That's why I was so shocked that you know we're seeing you know we're seeing gap integrity get busted, where you've got guys shooting gaps, you got linebackers looping around. They they knew this was coming. They worked on it, and they still couldn't block it. And I think that was that was part of what was incredibly frustrating to watch. Now uh, they did run for two hundred three. I mean that's a good number. It's below their average, but it is a good number. They had some, uh, they had some plays, I, you know. If but but it was never like they were functioning on all cylinders. They just weren't firing right tonight. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, go to Big Mike. Yes, Big Mike. I'm gonna talk about the thing I know about, which is line play, because that's what I played. They Arkansas has not done well against smaller, quicker defensive linemen since, I think, Houston Nuts last class left. I don't know what went on with his class. His, and it, it, I may be wrong. It may have been before that. 
to me, now I admit I was drinking, but I thought they shortened up the line. I thought they shortened up the line splits, and uh, in the second half, but that doesn't fix the running game. But it does get it did give KJ a longer time in the pocket, so he didn't get collapsed on so easy. But and then uh, I think they put a camera on his in KJ's face, and he was breathing hard when he should not have been breathing hard. To me, he he looked like he was wore out when he shouldn't have been wore out. I think he was sick. Some of them pat that one pat he completed that one long pass in the first half. But the guy had to come way back to get it. Mm-hmm. And then that other, that interception he threw down the middle, God, that was like a dying quail. And that the safety came up and got it. You know, it was like he was catching a punt. So I think there was something wrong with KJ. Maybe Malik should have come in. You know, but Malik has his own problems with passes. And he's getting better, but. That's about all I got to say. They got their butts kicked, and I'm watching LSU right now, and they're pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you, Big Mike, for the uh, phone call. And and Appreciate I'm gonna go it. back and you know, I mean, if he picked up on the line splits, I'll go back and take a look at it. But one of the things they, one of the adjustments they made was they were running a lot of counters in the in the first where you're pulling the backside guard and tackle, you're trying to get around, run pin and pull that kind of thing, and they stopped doing it. Because what they really need, you know, what they, I, I think what they came to the realization was, if we latch onto these guys, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we can move them. But if we're trying to catch them and trying to catch them into gaps, we've got problems. I thought they ran the ball better in the second half. I thought they were better. Um, you know, I thought pass protection was pretty good. I think KJ held it a couple of times and then he got himself into trouble. Uh, I thought they picked up the blitz fine. It was just those first thirty minutes, man. It was uh, it was just tough. It, it was tough. Liberty had a really good plan defensively, and we see why they were so highly regarded uh, on defense. And and look, I, you know, we talked all week. Oh, this this thing will be over by halftime. You know, I was listening to the pregame show. They they thought it'd be over by halftime. There was, you know, I, Tommy said it this morning on ours. You know, Arkansas is the best team they played. I think it might be Wake Forest. <laughs> you know, Wake Forest beat them, um, but it. it you know, it was just kind of a, you know, they, they came in, they did their thing, and they got out. And you got to give them a little tip so, of the cap to them. And, so, and Arkansas has got to get back to work. I'm a, I'm, I'm a deductive reasoner. I uh, I see the puzzle pieces and try and put them together up here. This is how I do it because they don't let us see anything over there. So if KJ's not ill, the only or, or seriously or more hurt than he's let on, and I think everybody's, you know, banged up this time of year. That goes without saying it's the SEC, but. If the only other explanation for this sloppy performance is that he didn't do a lot of work this week, and whether that's part of their plan is we got to save him for the games, and we're not going to, not that he's getting hit in practice anyway, mm-hmm. but he just didn't look sharp. And to me, if it's not health related, it's they held him out of a, a lot of work this week I, because they thought they could get away with it. When he was being protected, when they got their line issues straightened out, he looked okay. He, he well, really that's did. Also, yep. it, it, I, and look, quarter. You can take Tom Brady, put him back there behind a bad offensive line. He's going to look bad. Well, we've seen that. Yeah, we've yeah you're seen, right. We, we've you're seen right. that. I mean, you can take the best quarterback that's ever been that's ever lived, and he will look bad behind a bad offensive line. And they were it, struggling early. It's just never going to be a good look when the offensive line guru, 
puts an offensive line on the field that plays like crap for you know that fifty five minutes. That to me was was a little shocking. Was that they, that's one of the areas that they and look, I mean, we're thirty something games into this, and you finally went, wow, the offensive line didn't play real well today. No, so not at all. So so yes, I mean, it raises an eyebrow, but you know, hey, you got to get back to and, work because like and, like Big Mike said, LSU's coming and they look pretty good, and it's not. Well, they got three starters down. They got guys that right. never played before. Right. No, these are all juniors and seniors out there that have played forty something games together. These, just stinking it up. These were guys. If you believe in the PFF, the, the Pro Football Focus grades, this was the highest graded offensive line in the country going into this game, oh. and they got they got worked. They got totally out schemed. They got they got deceived and fooled at every point. It seemed like today. Joe Navoka is on the phone. Yes, Joe. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. You know what I think? I think they just got outworked. I think they they forgot how to do what they're supposed to do. You know what? They're supposed to be better than them boys. They're supposed to be bigger. They're supposed to be all faster and everything, and they just took a day off, I think. Took a week off. They morsed it. <laughs> New Morris this week. They, they took a Morris. This is the uh, I, I, I in regards to that. As, as you look at the whole program, this is the first step backwards under Sam Pittman. And I know they've lost games before, but those games were against teams at their level or better. I think you could say. Is that is that fair to well, say? I, this is the first. I mean, they were two touchdown home favorites. They and were they, when they lost today. They, they were. That's a, that's a step. But this backwards. was also a team that was ranked twenty third. Uh, they were seven and one. They they seem to play to their competition. Uh, you know they struggle with Gardner Webb. They lose to you know nineteenth ranked Wake Forest by one. They come in, they beat Arkansas. They struggle with you know another school that's that's kind of below their below their level. Hugh Freeze is a hell of a football coach, and he had them ready. He he laid low all week. You know I I was reading some stuff. You know this is his Auburn audition. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't think that he. I don't think he was going into this game. Well, you know, if we win this, we're, I'm going to get the Auburn job. I don't think that was his goal. His goal was to come in and beat Arkansas with the football team that he has, and he's doing a really, really good job in the first half. It felt very Petrino-like, where he had their number in the first half, and he was just moving them around. And then the defense clamped down. You give up zero points in the second half. In modern football, you give up 21 points, you expect to win every single time. Arkansas just couldn't get the offense going. There was a lot of there. I mean, look, there's going to be a lot of blame to go around. It starts with those five guys up front, and I am certain, I am absolutely certain that that at practice this week they will they will relock themselves in. But your quarterback, if he's not healthy, you've got to get him healthy, especially for this week, because you can't run into uh, LSU with Malik Hornsby. There, there is uh, there's a lot of evidence on that game tape today that um, now. What we say out here is is useless. It doesn't mean anything. It's troubling when the receipts show us that inside the building, they thought they could roll their helmets out there this week against 23rd team in the country, 7-1, and one, all, all the things that Zach said. In spite of the fact they were two touchdown favorites, uh, you know, what we say is, is, is silliness. In the building, you have to you have to treat every game like you're like Alabama's coming in here. That's the only way you can do this and, and not get results like that. And, there's a lot of evidence today to suggest that they took this one for granted and it bit them in the butt and they didn't deserve to win in some ways you don't they don't really learn a lesson if they come back and win this game so you know in terms of a lesson being learned 
it's gl- good that they lost because they didn't deserve to win today. And no, when you don't no. deserve to win, you shouldn't win. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't very long ago that, you know, Pittman was was on his Zoom telling every, you know, kind of laughing at people who wanted Bryles, you know, removed from his job and, you know, kind of took a smug attitude about it. You know, these things are going to happen. This is what – this is football. Look, Liberty's a good team, and they, they messed around with them, and they got burned. It's just That's one exactly of exactly right. They, they it, messed around with yeah. them. Yep. I mean, you know, there's another saying for it, but you know what I'm talking about. They messed around with them, they, and they got burned. They took it for granted. They did. And, they and, did. and it bit, bit them today. I, and you can talk about, you know, all the preparation and all the great work you had and, and, and this, that, and the other. I mean, it shows up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You can tell me uh, that we had great practices all week. If you show up on Saturday and you fall flat on your face, you didn't have a great week of practice. That's right. Period. End of story. That's exactly right. And it makes me wonder how much work was being done by some of the starters as we're late in the year, and because it's a Liberty team that's uh, that's that's taken for granted because you're a big, bad SEC team, that clearly you've got it all figured out now because you beat BYU and Auburn. Well, congratulations. So they took the thing for granted, it looked like, at times today. All right, it is a Hug Reaction presented by The Party Place here on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com on this Saturday night. 21-19. What a ridiculous score to this uh, game here. You know, uh, when it gets to games like this where you get an upset, I, I'd always look at the simplest explanation first. And the, the explanation is, was Liberty better? I think so. Yeah. I, I think I think Liberty was a better team today. You know, you play this game 10 times, Arkansas probably well, wins seven. I would love to know how much of their roster is uh, transfers. Good portion of versus it. Very, very well, big see, portion that, of that changes. See, that changes everything. When you talk about matchups like mm-hmm. this, Arkansas is not fully formed in terms of its roster building. You know, they should have had enough to win today. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not I'm not excusing that in any way, shape, or form. But this is not a fully built uh, SEC roster yet. You know what I mean? And Liberty is able to snatch away guys from bigger programs to get playing time. And you, you go into some of these big stadiums and you get to play and play on TV a lot and and they're able to they're able to narrow the gap like these things are happening more and more in college football it does not in any way shape or form excuse what happened today with Arkansas they stunk it up for most of the game and they deserve to lose but this is more common in college football than it used to stop looking at the name on the front of the jersey that's that's that's, that's a simpler way to say it yes stop looking at the name on the front of the jersey I'm looking at a tweet from one of our uh, uh, statewide media hacks Calling this, you know, the most disappointing loss of the Pittman era. Okay, it might be. That's probably true. But stop disrespecting Liberty. They came in and they had a great game plan. They won. They're a talented football team that's ranked 23rd in the country. Oh. You're reading the front of the jersey. Look at Oklahoma State today. They got worked by Kansas. Yeah. Does anybody believe that Oklahoma State's a lesser team than Kansas? No. But guess what? Kansas was a better team today. Another thing that's happening though, Zach, is it's kind of like what what that tweet suggests, like. You have this marriage of like the the fandom of the people that cover the team and the brainwashing that goes on in the offseason about, hey, KJ's back. A lot of guys back. This is going to be a 10-win football team. And then reality hits you in the face, and you realize that all of that was garbage, that it was sold to us. None of it was ever going to be true. They were never going to win 10. It's like 2012. Well, 2012 happened. That team was never going to win a national we title. They weren't good enough. Around here in particular. And I, I Honestly, I don't know if it's like this now in other parts of the country. If we get into this bunker mentality where the only football we watch is the SEC. We have we had no, no one, I swear to you, no one had watched Liberty. You might have watched bits and pieces, but none of you watched Liberty with a critical eye. You looked at the name and you went, they're an independent. They haven't played anybody. They suck. 
And that turned out not to be the case. Yeah. And, and then for some reason, uh, they got some um, – it looked like they got some arrogance going on over there after going on the road and beating BYU and Auburn. I mean, really? That You're, you're going to start puffing your chest out at beating Auburn? Auburn sucks. Like, that's, the, that's one of the worst SEC teams that's not Vanderbilt that's been put on the field in a while. Probably since 2019 Arkansas, if we're being totally honest about it. And uh, you're, you're going to think you're going to go into this week of practice with an arrogant attitude after beating Auburn. Give me a break. No, but please, you, you've got to go in with a certain level of confidence. And again, the, the part that was, I guess, that was setting off alarm bells in the first half was that, OK, they were doing kind of the same thing. I mean, they were crashing to your strong side. They were looping linebackers around. They were taking away your zone read and you couldn't figure out a way to beat it. The RPO game was there. And, and you know, they dropped a couple. They missed a couple. Again, KJ's off a little bit. You know, if, if all of those things are happening and you get that kind of fog of war, you're in the middle of the game, you don't kind of, you, you can't take two steps back and say, hey, you know, I need to do certain things. They, you know, you, you're, you're, you're struggling. In that, and that's where an experienced, you know, head coach, an experienced coordinator and uh, coordinators get together and go, okay, I thought at halftime they would regroup. They would get it, you know, to get this thing under control. And I honestly thought when they got the stop on the first drive of the second half, that I'm like, that's it. You know, that's the stop they needed. Well, when did they block the punt? That's when I thought that, that was, was going to turn um, the thing. That was third, in the fourth, uh, third, third quarter, third, end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter. That's when I thought they were going to turn it around. Yeah, and it, then and then when you got the um, when when KJ threw the bad interception, and then they got the ball back on the interception by also by McAdoo. I, I thought, uh, well, I mean, this is this is the moment right here. This is where this thing starts. And the whole first half will barely be a memory. They're going to come back. They're going to win this thing, and that's what's going to happen. And, uh, of course, that's uh, that's not the case there. But, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 these things are happening more in college football. It doesn't excuse what happened today. I mean, you're a two-touchdown home favorite. You should win. I'm sorry. That's just a bit by one or 100. It doesn't matter. Well, some people may have gotten enamored with the name on the front of the jersey, Liberty, and the conference that you play in. The SEC, and SEC team beats Liberty. That's the biggest win in their history. Yeah, right there. Congratulations, you've you've made a commemorative film that Liberty will now sell to its alumni. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, the they, night we beat the SEC, they rolled into an SEC stadium and won a football game. <laughs> They'll never forget but, November fifth, twenty twenty two. One of two things. One of two things happens. You know, they're they're going to rally and go. Okay, this is the point where we say, all right, that's enough. Kind of like what Muss is probably talking to his team about. Uh, after the disaster down in Austin. Okay, all right, let's put that behind us. you got to burn the film, move on, and, and get ready for a really good LSU team that's, uh, that's you know, hanging around with Alabama tonight. Let's talk to Gary in Fort Smith. Yes, Gary. Hey, guys. Um, for three games to go, uh, I'm very disappointed, obviously, in what happened today, but I'm equally as frustrated when I look back now at the A&M game and realize that they only have one conference win and lost five games, they, uh, you know, obviously that was a game that we should have won. And so, you know, Bill Parcells was he that said that you are who your record says you yep. are. And, I mean, we are five and four, and, and we're going to be hell-bent to get bowl eligible in the next three weeks if we don't change something really quick. And that, that that's really the discouraging thing for me is, Gosh, are we even going to get bowl eligible if we don't play any better than we did tonight? Uh, no, if you don't play better than you did tonight, no, no you're going to lose through. You're going to wind up losing four in a row. Well, the the thing too, and that's going to be bad. Have a, a three game losing streak, and if you have a, a four game losing streak in the same uh, football season, the thing that is is interesting right now is 
throughout um, throughout the last uh, little while now, Pittman has always been what two, three, four games right mm-hmm. around five hundred. Yep. Is that where that's always going to be, or is he oh, ever going to have a team that gets hot and you know is able to? Time, time is going. Time will tell. But you know, and I think some of some of the the fans' frustration comes from what's the one thing you could always count on this year? The offensive the line off- and the, the running off- game. Exactly. And tonight it wasn't there. But you know who did play well tonight was the defense. It's an inconsistency between you know the units playing off each other, you know where it integrates, and you have a, a great game plan. One thing about Texas A and M don't don't look at that as a really bad loss from a talent standpoint. That the A and M team that lost tonight is not the same team that you played. A they were healthy, and B they were on a roll when you played them. They, now, yeah, you can talk about we should have won the game. Fine, that that's one thing, but don't call it a bad loss at the time. They were ranked and they were healthy. Well, I mean, as as as. And and you started their their downfall. As many as many bad memories of people have about that game, you've got a kick in the air to win it in the last yeah, minute or so. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't like you got skunked. No, there not at all in that game. But A and M has lost five in a row for the first time in forty two years, and that thing is not fixable. I don't believe. Um, uh, and they got to get a quarterback. Yeah, the first, I mean, and the, and quarterback, and, left tackle, start there. Yeah, start they there. Don't and, have, they, and, Jimbo's and never had a quarterback down there. That's the problem. No, no. Even you can, you can forgive decent receivers if you can just get a quarterback who can get it in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. You know what? I mean, that's I mean that's that's what you, they got to do there. But anyway, as far as this place goes, um, definitely looked like they uh, they were overlooking this game, uh, peeking ahead to LSU. The preparation was just not there, and we saw it in the first half. Uh, all right. You can uh, call us up or text us here at 866-285-4005. We're here to help you get through this. Brought to you by The Party Place. Touchdown, Arkansas! Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. All right, back to your reaction tonight. We're presented by The Party Place here on ESPN Arkansas at hitthatline.com. Let's uh, start with Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hello. You're on the air, Jeff. Hey, my wife's asleep beside me, so let's be quiet, okay? Okay. All right. We'll keep it quiet. uh, I'm trying to keep it a little bit quiet, okay? Okay. So I've been sitting here trying to uh, rethink this game. What happened? Um, Liberty uh, scored 21 points and Arsenal scored 19. That's what happened. I'll be quiet, though. Let's go to the 15. <laughs> A weird phone call. All right. Uh, creepy, even. Rod on I-40. Yes, Rod. Yeah, guys. Uh, that was the most confusing-looking offense. Uh, I kind of weird because we got the game, running game going there once. We actually had it going three positive games in a row and they cut loose with a pass. I'm like, no, 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 no. You run the ball till Liberty stops you from running the ball. And I was like, is this an offensive game plan or a lack of one? It's kind of a had a weird vibe. I'd turn radio off, you know, for about 60 seconds to recenter my thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. It was bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, for whatever reason, Arkansas didn't um, didn't adjust to what Liberty was doing. Now Liberty was executing, as you've said, Zach, mm-hmm. uh, time and time again. They they were they were uh, they were the better football team today. They, they deserved to win, and they got the win. So, 
That's it. Arkansas didn't deserve to win today. It would have been, it would have been like uh, you know, like getting away with something if they'd have somehow sure, won this game sure. in overtime or whatever, because I, they didn't deserve to win. I don't have any problems with like the play calling aspect of it. I have a big problem with the execution. The execution today, there was just something that was off. And you know, I, we can sit, we can sit here and guess about you know what what would, what the issues were. But it starts with the offensive line. It starts with the quarterback. You start with those two groups, and both did not play their best until the absolute last minute. No. Even with 11 minutes to go, and they're down 21 to five, I'm like, they're gonna pull this off. You know, they go down, they get the score, and you're like, okay, it's 21 13. They're gonna go down. They're gonna score again. They're gonna get the two point conversion. We're gonna go to overtime. I was absolutely confident of that, and they came up just a whisker short. Yeah, it's it's just a weird vibe all day. Just a weird vibe from the start. They just played awful in the first half on both sides of the ball. Defense figured it out at halftime. Offense didn't really do that at halftime. Liberty was out of gas at the end. And, yes. And, well, I mean, and, the Arkansas went on like a 17-play drive on but, one of those scores. I mean, that was going to happen because they simply don't have the quality numbers. And look, they lost a bunch of guys. I mean, the running back gets hurt. They, I mean, they had a lot of guys go down. Guys were cramping up at the end. They were out of gas. They went on Arkansas's first touchdown drive was 17 plays, 84 and, yards, and 507 off the clock. Converted a bunch of fourth downs. They uh, they struggled on and, third down. And that was the moment, Zach. They got the ball off the McAdoo pick, and they went down and they scored, and they made it, uh, you know, 21 to, what would it have been? 21-13. Uh, right. And, uh, and that's, when, that's when I think everybody's going, all right, well, this has been solved now. And... Um, it wasn't. I think everybody sort of expected at that point that, okay, they're just going to figure out a way to do this. And you'll credit Liberty. They made the stop when they had to. I think Arkansas found something in Quincy McAdoo. I mean, he deserves at least another week back there to see if he can play a little bit. Um, you know, I thought he played, you know, he uh, of all the defensive backs, we've griped a lot about things that have gone wrong in the secondary. There's something you may have found. Yeah. You know, that's a guy that you might be able to turn into, you know, a pretty good corner. But, you know, they just, I don't know, just wasn't sharp. It, they, they, you just, I kept waiting and kept waiting and kept waiting. And at some point, it was going to break through and it just it, it just never happened. It's like they think they've arrived and they haven't. They think that they can spend the week and not really prepare for Liberty and spend uh, some extra time working on LSU and get away with it. And you can't do that. You can't do that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of evidence. Uh, first of all, it was just... Uh, the offensive line was embarrassing today. I mean, that, that's just the way it was. If you can't, you can't push these dudes around... For, for the better part of three quarters? I mean, come on. Well, what do you do now? I mean, that's the question. I mean, if, if just judging off text messages that we've received, they've already packed it in. Hey, we're moving on to basketball. Well, you don't, well, the have, fans that, have, yeah, yeah, you sure. don't have that option. So you got to, look, you got to take it on the chin. Hey, this one was a bad one. You go back to work. You got an well, LSU team it, that's coming in off Alabama. It, that You got to go win that game. It will tell you a lot about the makeup of this team if they do not respond next mm -hmm. week. It'll tell you a lot. Yeah, if they do... Will. If they've come out with their hair on fire against LSU in front of a sparse home crowd because they're coming off of a loss to Liberty and it's the first day of deer season, so it's, <laughs> and it's 11 a.m. game, so it's not going to be a packed house. Let's be honest, folks. Um, but the if they don't if they come out in the first half next week as last week, checkout mode. They've, they've, it tells you the metal and what the makeup of the team. If if that ha if you get embarrassed like this and don't respond. You've told me everything I need to know. I don't expect them to check out. What what concerns me is now you're you're thinking and not reacting. You're you're not well, playing the game the way that you've been taught to do it. That's the part that, that you're you're afraid of making another mistake. That you don't want. 
Right. You just got to go back to work and, you know, you believe in what you're doing. Look, they haven't had trouble moving the football all year until the first half against Liberty. And as cor- just as corny as that sounds, man, you just flush it and move on because they moved it in the second half. All right. 866-285-4005 if you've got something to say here on uh, on hog reaction about this and about uh, what's going on with the program and everything. This is the, this is the first time that um, – Pittman's let everybody in the state down, I think. Like, the, the other losses, you can, okay, you know, it's A&M, a- you got it in the, like, it's not, you're not embarrassed. You're embarrassed tonight for the first time with Sam Pittman as your football well, coach, it's, as it's, a state. It's his first non-conference loss. Yes. And and it's to a team that, you know, let's be honest, you didn't respect. Right. You, you, you read the name that, on the front of the evidence. jersey. Yep. And, you know, the, and again, let's see how they bounce back from this. Yeah. They, uh, they totally, um, whiffed on the prep all week long. It was evidence in the first half that uh, they did not uh, take this game seriously, and they think they've arrived based on beating Auburn last week, apparently. That was, well, we beat Auburn, all right. And, you know, here's the other thing that's uh, coming up here. I know LSU's next week, but remember, you judge Razorback football based on the M's. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Missouri. They got two of those as well, and they've already gone 0 for 1 with the M's. So, that is why you judge the trajectory of Razorback football is the M schools. Not on how many division titles you win or, you know, New Year's Day bowls or any of that stuff. What are you doing with the M schools? And they're 0 for 1. Those are important games too. Um, and LSU, of course, is a uh, is a big one next week also, uh, of course, with uh, Arkansas hosting the Tigers at 11 a.m. And uh, our buddy Lurch points out that Arkansas has not won in Columbia since Arkansas joined, or since Missouri joined the SEC. So we'll see if that uh, is reversed in a few weeks. Before all that, they've got to uh, take care of LSU. All right, twenty-one nineteen Liberty wins at eight six six two eight five four zero zero five. If you missed it earlier, we're not playing any sound from um, the Razorbacks because I don't want to hear from them. They have nothing they can say can make this better. So this is all about you, the fan tonight, venting, getting it all off your chest so you don't have to carry it into church tomorrow morning. Just get it out here, safe place, and um, we'll talk about what happened here and, and what happens next. You're listening to Hog Reaction, brought to you by The Party Place. Touchdown, Arkansas! Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. We are presented by The Party Place, the largest locally owned party supply store in Arkansas. Located in Fort Smith, Rogers, and in Conway. Everything you need for your next uh, holiday gathering is at The Party Place. 10% off for veterans, teachers, and first responders. And when the Hogs play on game day at The Party Place in Fort Smith, Rogers, and Conway. How about those uh, schmucks on the uh, on the radio broadcast, uh, Zach, the whatever his name is, Trying to make a path for Arkansas to win the West. Are you kidding me right now? Is, is that is this is real life? This is real life. The team just got beat by Liberty, and the uh, the home of the the state media radio network is like, hey, you know, if the LSU wins, I could still win the SEC West. Give me a break. That is not what people want to hear right now. I mean, well, come on. It's you know, it, 
We're all trying to paint the positive picture. I get it. Why? Be, well, <laughs> because you got to look on the bright side of life. No, you don't. Yes, you do. The bright yeah, side sucks. Again, we get too caught up in the name on the front of the jersey. That's a good football team that ran, came in here. Arkansas was not ready for them. No, they weren't. And and they got beat. And no, it's time to go back to the drawing board again. You, you'll find out. Like we just, I, we, I'm going through some texts we just got here. Somebody just uh, texted out of the 479. When do we quit making excuses and call it what it is? We're not a good football team. I actually think they're a good football team. I think they are a flawed football team. I think they have some flaws, and, and there are things that they just can't overcome. If KJ is right, they're a good football team. He was not right tonight. Well, they are way too quarterback-centric. There, There is way too much of a drop in emotion when he's not right. And so they're way too quarterback-centric, number one. Um, the other thing I would say is they're only a bad football team if in August you thought they were going to win 10. Now, that's on you for being an idiot. They're, this team was never going to win 10 football games. But there were plenty of people out there, some of them in our industry, making predictions on websites. It was foolish. It was, it was to drive clicks it was not based in any sort of reality that exists in this dimension or any other. This football team was never going to win 10 games. But some of you bought it. And, you know, that's kind of on the consumer sometimes. Sometimes it isn't. But sometimes it is. So, to me, if you're saying now they're bad, it's because you had bad information in August to make you think they were going to be great. Well, no, if you watch the game today, they're bad. Uh, they, they played very, very badly tonight. They've had some performances that are just not, that have been less, that have been underwhelming. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, you, you're looking at rosters and you're going, man, Arkansas's got as good a roster as everybody, you know, with the exception of maybe one, two, or three teams on, on their schedule. They just haven't performed that way. Clearly, there's been some misevaluations on a couple of players. Health has played a huge part in this. And, you know, they just, they've got to get back to work and get ready for LSU. I mean, I'm watching LSU right now. And LSU's, you know, for a team with 60 scholarship players, I mean, they play their rear ends off. What's Brian Kelly going to look like when he has 85 scholarship they're players? Gonna be, they're going to be a problem for people. Mm -hmm. they're, gonna, they're going to be a problem. And they're going to be a problem and next week. And, you know, you start to look at the neighborhood here. you got to figure Auburn's going to hire a good coach. Well, that, I mean, if they hire Hugh Freeze, I mean, that's that's on the table. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If you're Hugh Freeze oh. and you've got that football team and a good chunk of that football team coming back, you're happy in Lynchburg, why would you go into that mess? It's a great question. Um, he's got money. Money's not an issue. He's got money. Right. With a 12-team playoff, he's going to get in the tournament. He's going to he's going to have a realistic chance. Absolutely, gonna, I mean, they're going to get they're going to join Kusa next year, mm -hmm. and if they go 11 and one in Kusa, they'll get one of the 12 spots probably. So you're going to get access to the tournament, which is what this is all about. Right. I mean, ultimately, um, there is so much nonsense with that Auburn job. It's just that. Hunter Juracek took less money to stay here. That's how bad Auburn is. It, it, it's Auburn overpay, tried to overpay to get Hunter mm -hmm. Juracek, and he was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy here. I get a little bit more dough from the U of A. Okay, great, but uh, I'm not going to that mess. They are their own worst enemy down there mm -hmm. because there's too many uh, cooks in the kitchen that think that, well, my money counts this much, and I should have an opinion right. on this, that, or the other thing, but and it's an incredibly that, toxic place. That, that's anywhere, but... You didn't have a strong central uh, figure, uh, an athletics director who could sort of fend that off. You had a guy that was brought in by certain people, 
hired a coach that the other people didn't want, and now you've got this this power vacuum. And yeah, I, I totally get it. If you're if you're Hugh Freeze, I don't know why after today you would even consider it. No, I. That's a, you're it, winning a lot of football games, and your your employer loves you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many people can say? How many people can truly say that they're like, yeah, my employer absolutely loves me. And it's just like you see him after the game with his daughters, right? Like we're we've hit a we've hit a point. I think all these coaches, Zach, and you 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 talk to coaches. Mm-hmm. I think they hit a point where there's ambition, and then there's a point where it's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. Family's happy. I'm I'm making good dough. Like I'm I'm good. There's there's a point, and and I'm just I'm projecting a, a, on Q Freeze just based on composite conversations I've had where you get to that level, and you get a taste of it. You have a little success. You get fired for whatever reason. You go to a place where you're really really comfortable. You know, maybe you give it a second. Ch- I, I, again, I mean, if you're winning, they're paying you well. You're happy. You know, going back into the going back into the circus just doesn't sound but, like a whole lot of fun. But it, it seems like he's past the ambition part mm-hmm. and to the like. He seems content. I just want to be do this. He, he seems like, content. It's Bobby Petrino at at Mizzou State. Right. You know what? Right. I'm coaching. I'm around the fam all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my money squirreled away. You know, it's not. A, yeah. I'm not ambitious anymore. I'm in my sixties. Not that Hugh is, but. You know, but for Petrino's sake, you're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm coaching football. Mm-hmm. That's all I really wanted to do anyway. The money was kind of a bonus along the way. So, I don't know. I don't know I what's going to happen he, with he all could, Now, Auburn could also throw $9 million a year at him right. and he changes his mind. Right. You never and, know. And, They're crazy. You know, he may be the head coach named tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. But yeah. he just just watching the way he was operating today, I th- I, you know, he looks he looks good. I mean, he looks content. He, he's got the... Uh, He's got the Petrino vibes, and, it's, and like you said, he's like, you know what? This is this is this is great. And they love me here. Yeah. I'm paid well. Family's all around. I mean, we're winning. And you can play. And this portal thing has changed it. Yeah, where like it has. a place but, like that very rarely now is going to go like one and eleven because well, you're no, going to get no, players. But he's in. on the receiving end. He's yeah. not. He's not losing players in the portal. He's right. getting players. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. Um. That's what I'm saying. Is there? There's rarely mm-hmm. going to be a roster you put out there that's just going to be just dreadful yeah, all across it's, the it's field. It's not yeah. going to be your typical Kusa roster. You're in. You're in a good spot right now, and you know. And and again, it's that that could all change tomorrow. They could a- offer him eleven million dollars a year, and boom, he's the next head coach at Auburn. This is Ruskin and Zach on Hog Reaction here on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com. Uh, Lurch had a funny text that I'm not going to read on the air, but it's not profane. It's just funny. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, Ryan and Prager brings up a great point. Look at Gus at UCF. That dude's living the best life. He's coaching football. He's happy. How old is he? I'm gonna look this up real fast. He was about the same age as Gus. He's 53. Yeah, I think he's a little Gus younger. Is, yeah. Gus is like 54, 55, something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Gus is a little bit older, but uh, yeah, it's it's this is what's happening now. Lurch, yeah, <laughs> lurch. All right. Um, oh man. Big Mike says, "Do you want me to call again?" No, Mike, we're good. No, we we heard you the first time, um, and uh, we 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 appreciate your uh, your sentiments down there. Uh, Camel guys, Texan. Did it feel like they just didn't prepare anyone? They looked. They looked. I don't want to use the word out coached. But they were out schemed well, for sure that, for for thirty minutes. That's what everybody on the text machine well, has used. Yeah. Uh, it I, seems like every someone's pointed this out. I I don't have a I don't have a counter to this. Every time they lose, they're out coached. 
Well, that's usually what happens. <laughs> that's, that's, yes, mean, that's usually how it that's goes. Usually, <laughs> that's usually what, what happens. <laughs> that's right. I uh, Yeah, that's... I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. LSU's up 14-9 to now on Alabama with uh, mm-hmm. a 3.30 to go in the uh, third quarter in Baton Rouge. And... Um, Notre Dame's putting it to Clemson. Shut your face. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. It's 14 to nothing. Yeah, but, man, I got money on Clemson. See, now what you did there is, um, and you, you can't do that. I, I mean, you can, I but did. you did it. Yeah, I, I know did. You did I know you did it. I, I know what happened. money on the, on the Tigers. Yeah. You're listening to Hog Reaction, brought to you by The Party Place. Touchdown, Arkansas! Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. All righty, this is Hog Reaction. ESPN Arkansas, hit that line.com. We are presented by The Party Place. And um, here we are, winding this dude down for uh, for the day. Uh, 866-285-4005. If you want to uh, text us, you can do that. And uh, let us know what you thought about this here. Let's see. We got one here. Um, uh, Ronnie in Jesseville has mm-hmm. texted in a first-timer. Oh, welcome. Welcome, 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 Ronnie. Three-front defense wasn't working. When they brought it all, they were able to shut them down or at least slow them down. They shut them down in the second half. I mean, they had I, Liberty's number. Look, the the defense deserves no criticism. None. Following this game. They played well. You put up a goose egg in 30 minutes and then 21 points in the game. You've done your job in today's college football. Mm-hmm. You have done your job. Especially when you the a, other side of the ball has got to do that. An offense that was averaging over 30 a game, and they got shut yeah. down. They got worked. And, yeah. you know, when you're not playing complimentary football, special teams were, you know, Cam hit the hit the long field goal. They blocked the punt. They blocked the punt. The special teams were there. The offense just wasn't. And, and you know, I think as as we get further away from this, tomorrow, Monday, we're going to get some information on it, what exactly uh, their thoughts were. They're going to go back. They're going to look at the film. And I think the first thing they're going to tell you is, hey, we got worked on the offensive line. They beat us. Yes. And you know what happens? Over and over yeah. and over again. And this is crazy to say, but somebody wins the line of scrimmage every day. You know, every every Saturday somebody wins the line of scrimmage, and today it was Liberty. I don't think they put in the necessary preparation with key personnel to have success on Saturday. I think they uh they they got caught a little bit here. They thought they could goof around and, you know, rest up, heal up, whatever it is, and Look, we have learned that everybody's got to have maximum focus throughout the week for this thing to work. That's what we've learned. You know, there's no the, – the B performance won't cut it. Not with this group. The C performance uh, certainly won't cut no, it. No, no, and I mean, I said that on Monday. You couldn't just roll it out there, give, no. give your C-plus performance and expect to win that. Liberty's a decent football team. You play them 10 times, you're going to beat them 7 out of 10. This just happened to be one of those three. That's exactly right. And now they uh, move, and now, of course, uh, because I mean, every every week is the same around here. It's just so crazy. They win, and people think they're going to the playoff, and they lose, and they think that they should just like you know lock the gates and never play football <laughs> again. LSU's going to come in here. I don't know what it's going to be like. Uh, LSU's going to get re- be really beat up because they're playing Alabama right now, and you know that's always a hard physical game. Yeah, uh, and they the, are they are they are knocking heads. The right weather's now, not going to be great in terms of it's going to be right now. It looks like right around forty. At kickoff time. And then the other thing to look at is it's the first day of deer season. So 
that's going to affect your crowd. And combine that with an 11 a.m. start, that's going to affect your crowd. So I don't know what to expect uh, next week when LSU comes in here, but obviously Arkansas needs to figure out a way to win. And um, I would be to keep SEC West hopes alive. Right? I would that's be very right shocked if they were not hyper focused and come out with an A plus effort. You know, well, is an A plus effort going to be well, enough against LSU? I don't know, but well, I would be shocked if they're not laser focused. Well, here's the deal. You know, it's easy when it's going well. Oh yeah, we're going to find out what's really going on over there in time in tough times. That's what we're about to find out. Now, the last time, three game losing streak. They get KJ back. They go to BYU and they win. They responded. Will they do it again? Will they get up off the mat again? Or will they um, no-show in the first half again next week? And by the way, if you no-show next week against this dude, <laughs> it's going to be more than 21 you're going to be trailing by in all likelihood. I mean, or, or 17 or 18, whatever it was at halftime. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.